Namu zawanda, namu zawandisa. Hey, hey, hey. Phil, don't you don't you think like there's certain there's certain feelings and emotions that only Sungura can express. You know, like mm. Namu so nungu express so that's what I think. I completely understand it. I never got it when I was younger, but I get Sungura now. Mm. I get it. That, that that's what Manguji has done. He's given you an appreciation of Sungura. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh let's let's get straight into it because uh as you know, Philip, we have an esteemed guest with us who's uh here to help us. Mm-hmm. So uh before anything much happens, we got to make sure that we start the show properly. So I have to ask you and our guest, are you both good to go? Sound of them. Hey, 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 hey. Get my dog. Let me hear a drum play. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. It's your boy Danny, that guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford Wigmaraini, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets because someone needs to explain to me. How much money do I have? How much is it worth? And what can I do with it? Because I don't understand what's going on. AKA, Akuna Moon went to Danimo. That's right, that's right. And he's going only the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable, the you will not trade me at the black marketable Phil Chard, AKA Flame Flaws, the big hey, boss. Hey, 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 hey. AKA Feeds Up P. AKA Filthy Phil. AKA Sexington Lovu. And of course, Shamwari, Ditengereo, Dringy, and we're back again with another episode of Two Broke Trumbos, and we, we're not even wasting time. We know you guys come here for the hard reportage, the news, the analyses, the breakdown. So we, we brought in a heavy hitter. You guys might remember him from a, an episode about two years ago, where we sat down and we delved deep into the financial intricacies of treasury bills, annuity. Interest rates and other big words that were in my thesaurus. This Welcome man- to the best financial analysis podcast in the land. That's right, that's right, that's right. This man has been an editor for two broke economists. <laughs> don't you think? Don't you think that would be an amazing name for a financial podcast? <laughs> <laughs> This man has been an editor of one of the biggest publications in the land. He also runs Sungura Central. None other than Mr. Rangamberise. How are you doing today? Hey, Phil. How's it going, man? Uh, you know what? I want to stay positive. I want to stay good. So let's just say it's mm. going. You know, it's in perpetual motion. However, henceforth yeah, and moving. evermore, um, one of the reasons we invited you on here is because mm. hey, uh, my WhatsApp a screenshot from the RBZ this week, and I was trying to make heads or tails of it before the recording with Dan, and we, we actually we struggled. We, we had no idea 
So we're like, you know what? It'd actually be more entertaining if we came in blind because we are blind. We're, we are, we're the general consumer. We are the, we are the average Joe on the street who really <laughs> struggles to understand what is going on here. But when I go to the bank and when I go to the supermarket, the prices are, are growing at an alarming rate. I've, I've heard the stories, obviously not me, myself, because I use um, legitimate channels, but I'm hearing that the rate is now crossed the 400 threshold. Which is a wow, a, a big wow. It's, it's it's economic saboteurs, Phil. So just to set the scene before we bring you in, Ranga, in case there's some of our listeners who are not in Zimbabwe and they don't know what's happening. Uh, last week, I believe last week, there was an uh, official announcement from the Reserve Bank that, or, or rather, I lie, <laughs> it was the official announcement from His Excellency, the President of the Republic of Zimbabwe, that gave us a a large number of very complicated explanations of things that were happening in the economy and some drastic changes um, that left a lot of people confused. So as usual, I waited for, you know, there's always helpful people in the WhatsApp groups that summarize everything and then they put it in language that I can understand, you know, red, yellow, lorry, and then I can read it and then it tells you me what I'm supposed mm. to do with my money. Mm. But the summaries that came in seemed to be more complex than the actual announcement itself. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then there were follow-up summaries that were coming from different banks. I think there was one, one, one that came from Bank ABC as well. And no, they've, they've, they've since it's just distanced a lot of confusion. themselves. They've distanced themselves from that, that, that report then. I don't know. I think it, 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 it yeah, all started I, I with the, see, I, I think see, it was, yeah. was it, was it um, CC Whose first report kicked this off? It was like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. CZI, was it? Oh, CZI. There we go. Yes, their mm-hmm. report is what kicked. I think that was the so first. So actually, please. Yeah. Ranga, if you could please help us understand what what was the first announcement, and then what are the the implications, and what has been the the the, the blowback from the market? Yeah, well, if you meet anyone who tells you Dan that they totally understand this, ah, that guy is lying. I'm telling you, my friend, because <laughs> I was I was just today watching a an interview. Um, the Reserve Bank Governor John Manguji was having an interview. I think he had it yesterday. I think on the ZBC, um, trying to PR his way out of this. Mm-hmm. He was trying to explain uh, why they they came up with 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 all this. But in the end, it showed me that okay, I'm not the only one who's as confused about this as, as he is just as confused about this as as we all are. So what has happened? You no, know, like you were saying, Phil. Prices have gone up uh, quite sharply since January. If I'm not mistaken, I think the rate was, the exchange rate was what, uh, 100 and something towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking, uh, as you uh, Forex dealers, we're talking about 400 or something like that. Mm. So that, that doesn't happen. Yeah, that doesn't happen a lot, especially this time of the year. So obviously, something had to be done, but it's that something now that uh, it seems like uh, we are not too sure. Mm. So what they're trying to do is to tell us that there's far too much money on the market and that they want to mop up, that's the, the, they like that term, mop up uh, that liquidity from the market. So they did two things. First is to say to banks, stop lending because mm. you guys 
uh, lending to people who are going to spend it on buying foreign currency on the stock on the stock buying stocks number one and buying foreign currency on the parallel market. So they think that this is going to level up the the liquidity on the market. So when people no longer buy dollars, they buy Zimbabwe dollars, and everything goes uh, nicely. But it, it doesn't work like that. You remember a few weeks back, uh, the president was was out there in Czech, saying that we want to do a Putin. What Vladimir Putin did in Russia was to make sure that there's demand for for the ruble for his own currency. So they're trying to do the same trick, but it's totally, totally different. And I don't think it's going to work in 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 the way that they think it will. So you know, I actually had to bring out my notepad and my pen because I've I've many questions. <laughs> Because actually, I, now I remember the first time. So, so do I. <laughs> but so, Ranga, my first question is, why did you do this? You <laughs> as economists as a whole. <laughs> I'm not an economist. Thank God. <laughs> so I think the, the first thing is, the first time actually I did on the podcast, that is when yeah. uh, John and his homie Mtuli um, were out in these streets and they said to us, they told us that we're implementing this 2% transaction tax to control yeah. the monetary supply. I, If I'm not mistaken, was the premise of the first 2% tax not to control the money of supply and therefore control inflation? Am I incorrect in that statement? The, the first 2%, 2018, right? Yes. Uh, you know, what, what they did, when they came in, they realized, look, hang on, 90, I don't know, I'm just throwing a percentage here, but 90% of, of the, the economy is like what, informal. And which means they're not paying tax. So he decided what's the best way to tax uh, the vast uh, majority of the economy that's not in the informal sector is to make sure that every time they make a transaction, they send an eco cash, they, they swipe in a, in a shop, I get 2% from them. Mm-hmm. Because that's where most of the money is in the economy. It's, it's not in the formal channel. So that's why he put the 2% uh, in, in the first instance. Mm-hmm. These are the two percent. This other percentage now that they've put in, it's a different one because what they've done is say you can still pay two percent if you are using your Zim dollars, but once you use the US dollars, my friend, uh, you are going at four percent. Mm. It's they're trying to make it just more expensive for you to use the United States dollars. Uh, that's their reasoning. But obviously, what it means is that you and I are not going to put the. US dollars into the bank because it's going to be too expensive to withdraw it. It's going to be too expensive to transfer it. So I'm just going to put it in my NMB, as they call it, the National Mattress Bank. So that's the impact of that. They're just trying to make it more expensive to use dollars so that somehow they believe that we'll use Zimbabwe dollars instead and make the Zimbabwe dollar stronger. So I have so many questions. Why are they so stupid? Okay. um, (laughs) Composure. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Right. So there's that issue. This the second issue of, of lending. Um which is something that also confused me because I I would not describe myself as a wealthy individual. But uh, you know, I've 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 I grew up middle class. Um obviously as the middle class has, has whittled away, I've 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 slowly slowly slid down the middle class scale. But I'd still say I'm 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 privileged in a lot of ways, right? But one thing I have not been able to ever do, despite several attempts, is to get a loan from a bank. 
whether as an individual or via mm-hmm. my company. And I, 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 I've applied and I've been told I don't have enough equity. I don't have enough assets. My parents have been able to, but those are my parents. They've, they've, they've got far more assets than I ever have. But even with that one loan, the interest rates were so high. Um, I, I had to tell them we have to eat, we have to kill, the, we have to eat away at this principle as quickly as possible and pay this off because the the rates are way too high. So, with that piece of anecdotal evidence and experience, I need to understand the people that they are talking to with this about, about these pronouncements about you guys are, are taking massive loans and using them to buy US dollars. Who are these people who are able to get these loans on mass, seemingly at will, and use these funds to buy up US dollars on mass? Because once again, as far as I know, we have an FSU, right? We have a department at the Reserve Bank that is tasked with the monitoring how money is moved. Yeah. And one would feel if yeah. I get a large loan from a bank, let's say two two million bond. It's not a substantial amount, but let's say I get two million bond. The bank would notify the reserve bank, I'm sure. They would then see that money entering my account. And therefore, investigators at the reserve bank would then see how I'm spending this money. So if I if I say I was I was applying for a building loan, but the money is not spent at Halsteads and instead is transferred to Dan's account for some obscure reason, and Dan just happens to own a bureau de change, surely this would be an open and shut case. First and foremost, who are getting exactly. these loans and why do they yeah. feel this is an adequate response if that is indeed happening instead of just using the FSU as they're supposed to be used? Yeah, and you know what? The, the Reserve Bank has this thing they call the KYC and they talk a lot about that. You know, mm. know, know your customer. Your customer yeah. yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. um, if if I was to get a loan today, they know me, right? And I'm not just going to walk into, into First Capital or Stewart Bank and demand a loan. They're going to do a background check. Uh, they're going to know what kind of business I'm in, what the loan is being used for. And if there's any abuse, honestly, the financial intelligence unit, for, you know, the, the word intelligence is, is just funny. That's why the I called them the FSU. But... You didn't pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see what I picked. <laughs> you know, they, they just, it's easy. I mean, they know you. They know your customers, right? KYC. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us what this guy did with the money. Now, this carpet bombing, uh, it, it just doesn't work because what 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 has happened? I mean, I was just looking at the figures today, Dad. And the Reserve Bank says there's like loans worth about 170 billion Zimbabwe dollars out there at the moment. Mm. And none of that, every single dollar there is accounted for, right? If KYC is working as, as well as this, they tell us that it does. And the Reserve Bank every year puts out the annual report on financial sector, which mm. tells us that all oh, the banks are healthy. Uh, there's no, there's, the ratio of non performing loans is 1%, which means people are paying back their loans nicely. And so where is this coming from? For me, it's just a case of some paranoia. Uh, I think the government was told something that they believed happens. And these guys, I mean, if you could, you could have just looked at the body language of Mutuli and John Manguji while, while uh, the president was making that 
that speech on Saturday night, they would, they would have been looked like guys who wanted to be somewhere else. So yeah, I, it, it's really hard to understand. And talking to even the guys in the banking sector, they just don't understand what has gone on because it hasn't happened anyway. That mm. <laughs> you know, a bank is told no, you can't be a bank for only a few Zimbabwe. months. Only in Zimbabwe. You know. So yeah. Yeah, you know. I just did some quick maths based on what you said at the current yes. rate. Um, that means Zimbabwe has a roughly $425 million in, in, in loans as we speak. Yes. Now, now here's, here's the funny part. Even if you're using that rate, $400 million, I think around 2012, banks had about $4 billion in loans uh, on the market. Uh, that shows you, it says another measure showing you just the contraction that we've, we've witnessed so there's a problem there already in terms of the currency <laughs> so it looks like a lot of money but it actually isn't it's actually if our economy is the 25 billion economy that they tell us they tell us that the economy is 25 billion in terms right. of gdp then you've got 400 million loans floating around what is that telling i've got an even more depressing fact that i heard today dan are you familiar with tom brady dan yes yes Tom Brady just signed a contract with Fox TV to become a sports analyst, but he's still playing. But so they basically said, "We want you so badly. We are paying. We are signing the contract now. Whenever you want to retire, there's a job waiting for you, and it's a ten-year contract, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's for three hundred and twenty-five million dollars. So Tom Brady's salary over the next ten years is only thirty percent lower." Than what our whole country has in bank <laughs> in loans. <laughs> so, so you see, it, there's more money than your interest. Ranga, so please tell me, for the average person on the street who has a bank account in Zimbabwe, what does this mean? Does this mean that the rate is going to go up? Are things going to be more expensive? Yeah, look, look at what has happened now. We, we have multiple exchange rates, right? Number one, we've got what they call the auction rate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the last I checked yesterday was 173 Zimbabwe dollars to one US dollar. Mm-hmm. Now we've got what they're calling the interbank rate, the willing buyer, willing seller thing. They introduced this on the 1st of April. Mm-hmm. where uh, you can walk into a bank if you've got up to $5,000. Mm-hmm. And if you and the bank agree on a rate, uh, you can buy and sell between yourselves. Mm-hmm. So the net it off and the average uh, rate for that at the moment is 278 So now I've got an auction rate that's at 173 the interbank rate at 278 and maybe the parallel market 400 or so. So what they've done now is they said uh, shops can now sell at the interbank rate. That's 278 But just last week, shops were being told, no, you've got to price your goods at 173 the auction rate. So automatically, you see what's going to happen. You know, the, the, the prices are going to change. And here's another example. If I was going to import something last week, I was going to pay my duty at the auction rate of 173. A week later, 
I'm now paying duty at 278. So what do I do? Automatically, I'm going to increase the prices of my goods, mm-hmm. the stuff that I've imported. So yeah, all of us are cooked because it means that anything that we buy now is going to increase in price because the rate has changed within a week. Mm, that, lovely. That, 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 that is just beautiful. beautiful. Just, you know, like this is, yeah. you know, what we love to bring on the podcast is positivity, you know, joy, for those of you who are outside of Zimbabwe, we need your help right now, you know. So, Please, just yeah. for ten dollars a month, you could feed a starving podcast. That's what we that's what we've been doing. Um, I, I I saw I saw a funny a funny joke going around, and the and the and Zimbabwe my companies this this year are to eat them around, yeah, because it's the only way they'll survive. You know what round is, Philip? No, what is a round? Uh, Stockville. <laughs> you know, Dad, I've I've actually got a um I've got breaking news. We we have a statement from Mtuli. Um, let's hear what he has to say on the subject. Pussy mm-hmm. is freely floating. Zinuzagarongeka. <laughs> I don't like like that. Got said to me in one of the family groups, and I couldn't stop laughing. Like, <laughs> he said it was like a straight face. Zinuzagarongeka. Yeah, it takes a special kind. It takes a really special kind to be to be loved in this country. I'll tell you that. I think we have no option, Philip, but to. To really accelerate any plans to, you know, uh, to vacate the any premise. plans that we may have. Had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let me keep quiet. I currently have a visa application <laughs> in in uh, being processed. So let me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Ranga, for sharing this this very positive and happy news with us. Okay. So okay. Yeah. I think. Well, I, I, I think what what listeners um both inside and outside Zimbabwe might not understand yet is okay what are the next few weeks and months if the government remains on this course and obviously it's very difficult to predict because Zimbabwe is such an unpredictable market but um with a broad paint paintbrush in the next weeks and months if government does not correct course and things continue as they are what is what are the I'd like what are the likely scenarios Well, the worst part, Phil, is that this has happened, uh, well, what is it, uh, a year and a half before elections, uh, or just about a year, actually, before elections next year. So uh, if I'm looking at my crystal ball, I think I expect a lot more uh, of, of uh, this sort of thing. I mean, let, let me just take you back a bit on why one of the reasons why we're here in the first place. So, you know what, we've got a country in Zimbabwe that doesn't have access to foreign loans, right? Mm-hmm. So, because, you know, Western sanctions and, and so forth. Damn. And, not paying our, and not paying our bills. Mm. And then what does this country want to do? It wants to build roads. Uh, it wants to build infrastructure that it hasn't done for the last 30 or so years. Bullet, Bullet trains. trains. 
Yes, and that too. <laughs> Very frustrating. So this is a country that, you know, if you are in a different country, you can go to your uh, World Bank, for instance, and borrow a billion dollars to build a road from here to Bight Bridge. Zimbabwe can't do that because of the reasons uh, we all know. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? Uh, because we need a road between here and Bight Bridge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zimbabwe decides, uh, you, you know, this uh, slogan is, is, is quite telling in a lot of ways that sort of thing. It's a political slogan, but economically, listen to this. I mean, we are printing money, uh, really, to pay contractors to build roads. So the government took a decision, no, we are not going to get any loans, right? Uh, so we're going to get our own companies to do this work. How are we going to fund it? We're going to print our own money. Uh, we pay these contractors in Zimbabwe dollars, partly in Zimbabwe dollars. I understand they get some component in USD. So these companies get paid in Zimbabwe dollars. Uh, they do the job quite well in some instances. Uh, they build the roads uh, in Arare, Lawayo, and across the country in terms of the highways. Uh, they build the one or two clinics as well, and some other infrastructure, bridge here, bridge there. But when they get paid in Zimbabwe dollars, uh, obviously because they want to preserve value, they take that Zimbabwe dollar straight to the, to the market, uh, to the Musika, to buy USD. Mm-hmm. So what, is, what does that do? It drives up um, the value of the United States dollar against the Zimbabwe dollar. Mm. If you look at the budget for infrastructure, the budget for infrastructure in the 22 budget, that's like 18% of the budget, of the expenditure budget went to infrastructure. That's a lot of money that's in Zimbabwe dollars going into infrastructure alone. And that's being paid out to contractors. So you've got a government that's between a rock and a hard place. It wants to build infrastructure, but cannot go to the foreign markets to get a billion dollars, uh, to get bonds to pay for, for infrastructure like normal countries can do. So we can't do that. So what do they do? We have to use our own internal resources. So that's been a good thing for construction companies. Uh, we've seen the, the likes of Lafarge, they've had to build new factories in terms of just to meet the demand for, for cement. But for the rest of the economy, it means that inflation has to go up because these guys have to go and, and get paid in Zimbabwe dollars. So there's a lot of Zimbabwe dollars floating around for, for infrastructure. So do, do I see that stopping? Uh, we're going to elections. <laughs> they're not going to stop building infrastructure because that's the Trump card. Uh, they're going to keep building. I mean, they're looking at about 11,000 irrigation projects at the moment right now. And this is a big voter base for ZANU-PF where, I mean, if, you, if you're going to build thousands of irrigation schemes in rural areas, you're taking care of your people, right? So... Are they going to stop doing that because uh, we, we, we here in, in the city are crying about, you know, uh, infrastructure, uh, about inflation? I, don't, I doubt that. I think they're only going to accelerate that unless someone, some money bags out there gives us a billion dollars to do the infrastructure, which is, you, you and I know, it's not going to happen. Afrik Zimbank. Uh, Afrik Zimbank is... is 
Alfred Zimbeck is already uh, one of our last friends with money. And look, they, <laughs> they've, they've done their bit and they continue to do that. But it's just not to the level. Look at this. Dan, you know what? The government says between now and five years from now, we need about $40 billion worth of uh, money to just fix our infrastructure. And when I say yeah, yeah. fixing infrastructure, I'm talking about basics, right? I'm not talking about <laughs> bullet trains and fancy highways. Just a road that works. That's the forty billion that we need, and no, no, uh, no bank has that sort of money. So we're just going to have to make do with printing Zimbabwe dollars to fix this this stuff, and it's, it's going to kill us. That's for sure. So what would you do in, in that case? So you you need to build infrastructure, but you don't have access to big foreign money. You print. That's exactly what's happening. I think if you, if you get the figures, we're, we're up about 140% in terms of uh, money supply growth since last year. And then the government acts surprised that inflation is going up. It's, it's, it's just not going to happen. Are you about to cry, Dan? <laughs> you, 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 I don't know about Ranga if you've noticed this, but you know, like no, normally, normally, what happens when when we record the podcast, Dan will will pour whatever beverage he's drinking into like a mug or something, you know, just to mask it. I, I don't know if you noticed, like the, the extremely yeah. large can of beer. He's, he's, take, he's taking it from a can. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like he does a can. He's just like. Economy is that bad. The man can't afford the mug. Ah, no, I don't like. I was I was talking to someone last week. Granted, it was been a very stressful time. Partly triggered by you, your friends Panonetsa and Mtuli. but and I was like, I actually don't remember Zim being this bad. Granted, in two thousand and eight, I didn't have many responsibilities, but pangapani my shit. You know what I mean. Uh, they were, they were look, guys, let's not remember 2008. Let's not remember 2008 with too much fondness. No, I don't things remember with fondness. I, no, things were bad. That's what I'm saying. But I'm looking at now, and it seems like, and also just the general tenor of the of the people. People still had optimism. People still had, ah, Zimbabwe. Now it's been bad. And I'll give you an example. I was so one of my banks. Um, you you know which one. There might be an ownership change. So I've been like, nope, I'm not trusting that. Let me get my money out. And uh, a lot of customers have been trying to get their money out. So in the past week alone, I spent about five hours in banking queues just trying to get my money. And one day, all the women that were in this queue, and there's many women that were in this queue, all the women that were in this queue were nurses. And they were depositing money because there's some registration fee that you have to pay to get certified um, in the UK, and all of them were leaving. Yeah. So that's another thing is we've already had three mass exoduses of brain drain. We were barely hanging on now. And now it looks like the last batch of our skilled and senior medical professionals are also heading out, especially now when because of Brexit and the, the the pandemic, first world countries are far more receptive to receiving healthcare professionals. I think it's it's really concerning because the cost of healthcare alone is ridiculous. 
I I had a few overnight stays and I was already in the thousands. I can't imagine what someone who doesn't have health insurance, who doesn't have that disposable income on hand, what they're having to deal with. Yeah, the brain drain is is quite catastrophic. Um, another example, uh, if you look at on on the stock exchange, you know companies have to be audited. You have to have the uh, financial results audited. And a lot of companies have not been able to release their results because there's just not enough auditors on the market at the moment. Uh, guys have left, or either they've left the country or they've left their companies and are working from home, working for foreign uh, accountancy firms. So, I mean, everywhere you look, I mean, even electrical engineers, plumbers, you know, guys that you would call. Look, uh, I, I need help with with uh, a small small job here. Guys are just leaving, and it's it's very hard to tell someone that you can't leave. Uh, There's a hope around the corner because guys have to eat, eh? And <laughs> it's it's just not making sense that people can't afford basics. And how long do you, like you were saying, this is like a new wave of uh, brain drain at the moment. Mm. People asking themselves, where will I be in five years, five years from now, 10 years from now, uh, my generation, I'm looking at my, guys like me were like in the early 40s. What, you're in your been... 40s? You don't look a day over 72. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> thank you. Well, 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 thank you, sir. Well, we've been we've been we've been we've been telling you ourselves for twenty years now, Dan. Or I think uh, if we just get to the two thousand and five election, yeah. I think so. uh, if we just get to two thousand and eight, uh, if we just dollarize, and then that didn't work. Uh, if we just get to twenty twenty or or whatever, twenty eighteen. Uh, and then maybe something will happen, but you know it's been twenty years, and if you look at it that way, uh, someone who's a professional is going to look at themselves and say, "Hi, hey, hang on, I'm, I'm losing half my life here, so why am I staying?" Yeah. Very cheer. I, I understand it's a very cheerful thing to talk about, but you know, I actually, I actually regret it because you know I just got over my depressive episode. Depression, I don't zoga. Full force. Thanks, all right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Quatch. But you can still afford beard. I was saving this for a special occasion, but hey. Unlike unlike 2008, Phil Phil doesn't know what he's talking about. Guys, 2008, 2008, there was a beer shortage by guys. Oh, no, no. Trust me. I believe. I remember it very well, Ranga. I made a a substantial amount of money. I won't won't mention how. But I was supplying. This explains it. I was supplying most of Mutare with uh, all the stock from Delta and FDIS. Shout out to my connects. <laughs> this but, explains it. You're a bootlegger. Fam, people, people were buying quotes <laughs> for $5. It's ridiculous what you think of that time. I mean. Fab, people used t- to get $10 haircuts. They think I'd sell crates. I remember I'd sell crates for 60 bucks. And they, I couldn't keep, I couldn't, I couldn't sell them fast enough. And you stop me thinking, like, yo, people. Mazoy orange was what? $5? Yeah. 5 bucks? 
We used, to have, we used to have to buy bread for $3. And you'd buy it like you're buying drugs. We end up a corner. Which I don't know. White. People white. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy would whistle to someone for the corner. <laughs> and then I used to assume they're like the drain. And then like tied to the bottom of the drain are like packets of bread. And then he'd untie the bread from the drain and then come give you the bread. Like, am, I, am I eating drain, drain bread right now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I don't know, guys. So, so that's that's I guess for me that's that's hope. I, I don't think we're going to go uh, that route. At least I, I I don't. I hope I hope not. I don't think we're going to get to a stage where shops are that empty like they were in two thousand and eighteen. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's more so the the just my, my memories of, of two thousand and eight are just ridiculous. To be yeah. honest. I think that was a whole newspaper editor then. <laughs> and I remember walking from I remember walking from you know Kokum down on Coventry. Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> yes. So once in once in a while they would be selling this these five kilogram packs of poke boards. And they'll be like a kilometer long a queue for people to buy these popcorns. I remember those days. And you beware. <laughs> I, I used to work almost opposite Colcom. I remember very vividly. You remember those queues there. And and I could smell Colcom. And I was like, guys, are you sure Nizam Rukdinga But anyway. Uh, but, but, really are you forgetting? Are I, you remember, forgetting? I remember buying my, my 10 kg of popcorns uh, there and Walking for about two, three kilometers to my flat on average table there. So yeah, two thousand eight. I I don't want it back. So ah yeah, you may I remember, guys, not- You know, two thousand and five. I had no idea what soya was. Daisya, sugar bean, black bean. You know, and then two thousand and eight. Two thousand and eight introduced me to not only soya but the various iterations of soya, soya chunks. So you <laughs> get ready, Philip. Zogzog a munch. And then brown sugar. And the that brown sugar. You Zambia, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brown sugar. Karat sads are Kenya. Ah, yeah. And this really, really nasty soup. Yeah, can't remember what that was. Because there was no manufacturing at all in Zimbabwe. Ah, Zimbabwe. Hmm. I remember, guys, you remember? There was even an airtime shortage. Like getting airtime. <laughs> Do you remember SIM cards, Philip? SIM cards we were, were buying, more expensive than the phones. We were buying SIM cards for 300 bucks. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you would be, you'd buy the phone, then you have to save up to buy the SIM card. I, rem- I remember because I was working for a certain telecoms company those days. <laughs> and we would actually put out a press release to say, uh, guys, we are releasing lines. Yeah, on the 2nd of August. Yeah, pre-book and, and, you reg- and you had to register. <laughs> ah, fact, I, do you remember yeah. there used to be lines in the class of... Oh my God. I remember combing the classifieds. I actually forgot this. I used to clo- comb the classifieds in the newspaper to see who had lines available. And guys, keep in mind, back in the day, these lines, you might get a third or fourth hand line. So sometimes we take a line. But we have four and he'd be like, no. <laughs> dude, David doesn't own this line anymore. I will ruin better than David Ramari. I will repop his. I will repop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Grand guy. No. Ah, no. Okay. Okay. Who? Okay, guys. No. Let's not reminisce about the negatives. Okay. So I think I think what you're saying is there's increased uh, there's increased um, security and confidence in the market. Um, investors should be, uh, be, be buying stocks in droves. Um, what stocks are you saying are solid bets right now on the Zimstock Exchange? Which is a solid investment? <laughs> well, uh, I would buy construction stocks. <laughs> there we go. Our, our top tip for the yeah. day. Ranga rates yes. construction stocks as triple Don't quote A. me. Don't quote me. But you know what? The stock exchange really isn't about uh, what was hot and what's not. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to find companies there that have, haven't traded anything. Uh, you know, you've got companies like Zeko there. You know, Philip, Philip Young was a company that, mm-hmm. that was listed on the stock exchange. And, you know, it, it doesn't really make sense to go deep into research into some of these stocks because people are just buying whatever is available because they think they're hedging against inflation. Mm. So it's, it's just like, you know, it's just speculative. I've got an extra $2 million Zimbabwe dollars. What do I do with it? Do I buy USD or do I buy bricks or do I buy shares? So this is what ends up, ends up happening. People just buying shares. But obviously there are shares that are better than others, but really... It's for stockbrokers, really, and I'm, I'm not really into research, but that's basically what is happening. It's just another market for people to hedge their bets, to hedge against inflation, really. So so what you're yeah. saying is the Zimbabwe Stock Exchange is, is like NFTs, just speculation and inflated prices. I was about to say, it sounds like you're saying buy NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, actually, last point. One of the biggest scams are there. Yeah, I'm not going to keep you for much longer. Like, actually, I do have one last question. I realized I've been getting a lot of friends who are overseas who are trying to invest in property, and me as a layman looking at the situation, I've I've had the ardent um, opinion that buying z- property in Zimbabwe is a terrible idea. Uh, the property value is um, extremely over- overinflated. You're not getting value for your investment. Um, Compared to pricing in the region, you could get far more reasonably um, priced property in South Africa, Zambia, Mozambique, Botswana. And it's also because of the fiscal situation. The way I've seen it is because, as you mentioned, you've got all these companies who have a lot of Zim dollars in the bank account and they're trying to hedge against inflation and the deterioration of the dollar. So they either buy stock or they buy land. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thank My you apologies. Um, so, <laughs> as as someone who who has a better understanding of this than me, what is your current view about the property valuations and property prices in Zimbabwe? And is my assessment correct, or am I completely off the mark? So your assessment that property is expensive here. Mm. You 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 mean? That property, obviously, the property prices are, are ridiculous. I mean, you go to any of those classified websites, you're going to have a laugh the whole day. Right? I'm looking at ancient buildings that coded at a million dollars. But there's a lot of interesting things going on in that property space. If you've noticed, I mean, just driving around, there's this big push for you know these cluster home uh, properties. Uh, I've noticed quite a few uh, 
people putting a lot of money into that. And again, the construction companies are making good money uh, from building some of those. I, I think Ranga owns a construction company. He's really pushing this Nyaya construction. Company. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 would, I, would, I, I hope so. But <laughs> what I'm saying is it's, it's a funny economy, this country that we live in. Because people are building these cluster homes and putting up rentals of $2,500 a month and getting tenants. Just who the hell these people are who are paying $2,000 a month, I have no idea, but they are there. Mm. I so have a theory. people are investing that sort of property and they're making money. I have so, a theory. Yeah, You have a theory, yeah. So and as someone, um, I, I won't devote too much, but I was, I've, I've, I was offered two positions and I, I turned them both down. And both of those offers came with, it was a very, I would say like medium tier salary but it was bolstered by benefits. And part of those benefits were like um, a school fees allowance and a housing allowance and a vehicle allowance. And the housing vehicle school fees allowance were quite substantial. And my theory has been companies are now bundling um, benefits into salaries because they are taxed at a lower rate and they feel that that'll give them um, guaranteed employment. because in as much as um, inflation, for example, is uncontrollable, if you are going to work and you know that I don't have to worry about rent, rent is covered, kubasa. As long as I do my job, kubasa, yeah. that's thing. So either way, you now have all these middle and upper management people who have these packages that are covering these um, benefits. So it's not the individuals paying rent, it's the companies paying rent. So I feel that that is what's bolstering it. And as someone who actually lives in one of these cluster developments and I'm speaking to my neighbors and knowing the people around me, I, I feel that that's the common thing. Is it's, them, it's not them actually paying the rent. It's their employers. Yeah, but who are the employers I want to work for? <laughs> those companies that were bed-mouthing earlier, those ones there. <laughs> so anyway you, okay. anyway, so you are saying that properties are inflated but we, we aren't too sure why the prices are so high especially considering the quality of living isn't as good your service delivery is terrible um, I, to me I, I don't get it I, I, I'm still struggling to, to, to fully articulate and, and understand why Zimbabwean property prices are so high considering it's such a terrible place to live yeah, there, there just isn't enough uh, property development to go around. So we've got all this money just fighting over a small piece of uh, small pieces of land, land that hasn't been developed properly. And so it, it obviously property prices are going to go high, uh, higher than in in areas like South Africa, for instance, where you've got estates coming up every day. Mm. So yeah, it's. it's 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 a ridiculous situation where in where there isn't enough good property, but then it's like an investment opportunity for some people, and a lot of people are actually making good money doing that. So yeah, that's the strange part about Zimbabwe. A lot of people will be crying, but then you've got a lot of opportunities that people are exploiting and making good money. Mm. So if there's one top tip, is guys get into construction, get to let's, let's get into construction. 
if you know someone because you know you, you need you need the contracts eh? mm, definitely definitely ah, you know what, ranga thank you so much for this depressing conversation we really appreciate you uh, thanks guys always happy to cheer you up into the depths of depression um <laughs> so yeah if people who don't know where to find you where can they get you on the socials granted everyone should be able to find you yeah, well, on the socials that I'm going throughout, yeah, I'm there and we can talk. I and I promise I'm not as de- I'm not as depressing as on on socials as as, as this was. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you, nevertheless, Ranga. We appreciate your insights. I, I I will I will confess that I'm still confused, but just more depressed now. Yeah, even the Reserve Bank governor is confused. That's one. Uh, when was Population. he not? I, no, but let's be honest. When was he not? Thank you. Thank That's you. a good question. He got his doctorate. Before, his doctorate, before he, this podcast he, starts going a different direction. He got his doctorate <laughs> the same way I got my, my Udemy certificate. <laughs> He's got an NFT doctorate, Philip. I don't know what your problem is here. All right, listen. Ranga, thank you very much for coming down and breaking this down for us. As you know, Ranga is our go-to expert on financial issues in Zimbabwe. We appreciate your presence, my man. Thank you, Thank you Dan. Right. Thanks, Phil. All right, bless, bro. All right, Philip, I know the perfect way for us to to no, raise the energy again, I will, I bring actually, back the I positive. had a story to tell. I actually queued it up. Let me do mine, then you do yours. Okay. Cool. Go so, ahead. I was working yesterday, late night. I was trying to, I'm finishing something, um, and I was up late, and then a song came on, and I haven't heard the song in a while. I think I've, I've heard it, like, out outside, but... There's a different type when you when you're hearing it outside and when you're hearing it like on the big speakers in your office. You know what I mean? It just resonated different. I was like, ah, this is actually a good song. And then I remembered one of the reasons why like I sure is who was behind it at the time. But that shouldn't be reason to to you know downplay the song. So let, let's let's just play it right now just to pick up the mood. Then why don't you play what you want to play? Let's get straight to it. We need to discuss Doctor Strange and the mom. Yeah, but you need to you need to stop. You can't stop this, Dan. Freeman, HKD boss. You're reducing it in your ear, not for us. Coming huh? to stage on 2BT. Oh, yeah, because you guys can't hear. You guys can't hear, like, but you Yeah. Hear. Yeah, okay. You're reducing the monitoring volume, not the... <laughs> no, because I'm giving Welcome you... Welcome to our patrons. You know, Dan, we got, we're joined by a special patron. A special patron. I think I told the story. I told the story a few yes. weeks ago. But I remember it's this face. Ropa. I remember this face uh, very distinctly because he, he was the first sign that we went podcasting to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> A big welcome really? to Tapiwa Choto. 
God damn it. Kevin De Bruyne just scored his second goal. I knew I should have brought him into my fantasy. I knew. Ah, anyway. Hi guys, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you, Tapioa? You good? Thank you for joining us. I'm good. Hey, Ropa, what's up? So, Tapioa, Tapioa after eight years, you here, after, man. after eight years, how do you feel? Like, is the growth, is the development, are we still useless? <laughs> no, you guys, you guys have definitely, you know, it's, it's been great watching you grow over the years. Uh, there's been improvement, definitely. Um, I mean, for starters, you guys, you, you don't classify as broke anymore, do you? <laughs> ah, look, after Mutuli and John Mangujiga's latest developments, ah, look, uh, I don't know if I can, mm. if I can accept such a statement. Uh, Koko, hey, how are you doing? We've missed you on this podcast. Where have you been? Were you banned from coming on here? Uh, oh, <laughs> you, no, you weren't. No. I don't like you talking to those guys. No. no you no, don't talk I'm... to me like that. Is that what happened? <laughs> Hello, Vincent. <laughs> yeah. How are you, buddy? Vincent is currently being shouted at for being on a podcast. Listen, for those of you who are wondering what's happened, we uh, we have decided to open up our podcast to some of our patrons. You too can be a patron. Just simply go to twobroketimbles.com forward slash donate. And you can mm. also have the exclusive privilege of joining us in a live recording of the podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Mm. But we have to do gagaga because no, enough then with the niceties. You can, you can go, but we, we no, Philip, no, no, I want to be part of my podcast. Chee, nah, they were no. so Guys, okay. So I think okay. the, the burning issue that the patrons so, want to so you, We know wait, wait, Vincent wait, hold and hold wait, wait, Philip. Phil, let's follow <laughs> the... Because you guys need to understand that we've had a very depressing conversation before you guys came here about the state of the Zimbabwean economy. So we need to up the mood. So I want to do Zimbabweans doing it big. And I have four Zimbabweans doing it big. Mm. Four. Is it us in the room? Let me Would run through that. Other four people in this podcast besides you? No. Four people doing big things in Zimbabwe. Right. <clears throat> first off. First off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the one that Phil did. Congratulations to someone you've probably never heard on this podcast before. Munya Chawawa who has been announced as the host of the Biggest Ever Music Week Awards. Congratulations, Munya. Doing your thing. It's always good to Number see two. these up-and-comers. You know, doing, yeah. I'm going to introduce you to a man by the name of Tapiwa Mutingwende, better known as Taps Galantino. Did you know that he is signed to Kanye West's label, Good Music? Well, that's more of a concern than a, than a positive, really. Anyway... <laughs> He signed in 2016. He's had a couple of singles out that have been sort of like, you know, below the radar, a little bit of buzz, but not that much. He's just released his most recent single. It's called Metal on My Teeth. Taps Galantino, a.k.a. Tapio Mutingwende. Shout out to you, my man. I hope the song does well for you. I think we featured this guy before. Well, new song that he released uh, about uh, two weeks ago, about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want to hear the song? Sure, Dan. Give, 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 give us a hot 30 seconds. All right, here you go. Representing good music. We don't like Pete Davidson around here. It's not yet. Teeth 
Shout out. Then, the next person I'm going to introduce you to is Tafadzo Chikoto, better known to his friends as Taffy, but don't call him that. You better call him as, what do you call the mayor? Your excellency. His excellency. Anyway, Taffy Chikoto was elected as the first ever black mayor of a town called Corby in England. I told you Zimbabweans are taking over all over the world, little by little. First you get in, then you get everyone in. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Taffy doing his thing. Uh, Corby, Northamptonshire. Zimbabwean-born Taffy Chikoto, 45 years old, elected as the town's first ever black mayor. Congratulations, my man. Love to see it. And finally, our fourth one. Um, this is coming courtesy. All of, actually, all three of these are coming courtesy of Greedy South. This is Nigel Matambo. Nigel Matambo is a UK-based Zimbabwean designer who had previously partnered with Virgil Abloh and Louis Vuitton to create wearable augmented reality. Mm. Mm. So he was, uh, yeah, he was in Forbes 30 under 30 Europe. Mm. So shout out to Nigel Matambo. Zimbabweans oh, in the building doing a thing. You know how that's we do. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, he calls himself Etsununguro. Hold on. on uh, before you, on before, before you proceed. Um, in fact, you guys don't even have to let your names be known so that you, you can remain somewhat anonymous. But, what did you guys think of the Taps Galantino song? Is it self-produced? <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, we pride ourselves in honesty here. So I am celebrating someone who's signed to good music, but it's okay to say you don't like it if you don't like it. Okay, you know what? I mean, it um, makes you a hater, but, you know. You're killing me. <laughs> Um. Yeah, you, you. I'm not mentioning names because I'm, I'm letting you guys, you know, remain anonymous. But you that just spoke, what did you think? Give us your thoughts. Honestly, I didn't even realize it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there was, you know, I heard Danny like, oh, we're going to play this song. And then the next thing he was like, oh, that was, I was like, wait, what just happened? Oh, wait, you didn't hear no. it? Oh, no, it's fine. Let, 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 let me run but that I back. I didn't hear it. Would you like me to play it for you again? Let me run that back for you. I mean, the last thing we <laughs> she would She said, want, no, Philip. She said, please don't. <laughs> I but they don't. She said, I'm begging you. I'm on know. my knees in the middle of Walmart. Please don't play that song again. Ah, <laughs> Daniel. I This is actually your fault because you guys agreed to listen to You know what? Eden. Eden. Hi. Thanks for joining. Hey, today everyone Hi, is, is in. Aren't you? Hi. Can Hi. I play a song for you? I want to hear your, your honest opinion. I'm um, sure. Go on. You know, Dan, from like 20 seconds. Keep in mind, keep it, this is Zimbabwean, signed to good music. So him and Kanye West, he sends his music to Kanye West. Kanye West gives me a critique, sends it back to him. He signed to Kanye. That's the, that's the, the, the preamble. Dan, fire away. There we go. Anytime I feel in a peach, smiling. Cause the peace that they're serving in these trees is the time to leave no 
violence, violence Ain't been no love around the world Searching for silence Violence keep pulling my strings And they singing, singing on my teeth what do you think eden <laughs> okay it feels distracting <laughs> <laughs> he's disturbing us honestly stop it phil exactly um but i think it, it sounds like a nice song it sounds dope it sounds dope thank you eden these haters over yeah. here thought it was it was trash um, robert do you have kevin de bruyne in your fantasy team if you had kevin de bruyne you would have got him back to number one do you have him <laughs> I don't. <laughs> He's just scored a hat trick. Ah. I can see that. Ah. Uh, anyway, as right. Dan, Dan and Robert discussing, there's also um, uh, a football fantasy league for the patrons and, and friends of the program. So these are some of the benefits that you get when you give us your hard-earned money, so we can right, play so terrible music. Well, you. <laughs> we wanna, we wanna, we wanna follow up on uh, conversations from our last episode of the podcast. If you recall, last week we. We spoke a lot about Shasha, Cubs of the Small, and DJ Maporasa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have an update. It may not be the update we want, but it is some kind of update. Mm-hmm. Something, something like, this is what I told you so moment, but anyway. No, Philip, I don't know why you say that, because no one was disagreeing with you. I was just saying, just, you know. Also, it's not an I told you so moment. So, we received news this week. By the way, I already knew this. I just couldn't say it because I didn't want to reveal people's privates. But Shasha and her management have parted ways. It was in the Herald, courtesy of our favorite reporter, Tafadzwa. Um, yeah, people were trying to do investigations. Why didn't Shasha come to the Vic Falls Carnival? So they called her manager, Kush. And Kush was like, oh, ah, uh, Shasha and I, uh, we, uh, we parted ways some weeks ago, actually. Yeah, but we wish her the best. That was basically the story there. So Phil says, this is an I told you so moment. Patrons, please. Is this an I told you so moment? Ropa, is this an no, I told you so moment? It's, it's not what I told you so moment. Thank you, Vincent. It's not what I told you so. Because last week, Dan was like, we can't speculate. We're leaving it out of the open. Let's get proper news and then. No, but both of us had the news. Vincent, do you but want to start a podcast together? <laughs> you know... <laughs> Also, shout out to Vincent for like only opening his mic to save Danny. Shout out, man. Thank you. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of things to talk about and we have to gaga all of them because we've had a long conversation about the depressing state of the Zimbabwean economy. So. No, Dan, we cannot show them about our, our patrons have been adamant. It's not going to be short. It's going to be long, but we just need to make it good. That's what he said. It's like packing a burger <laughs> densely. Anyway. Last week was the Castle Tankard. Okay. Oh dear! Oh yeah! Oh um, God! Thank, thank you for starting, starting with the uplifting news. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. I always thought we start with the whack, with the bad stuff that makes us sad, and then we can, you know. Anyway, okay. Um, here's the situation: the the Castle Tankard is an, an annual concert organized by Delta Beverages, of course, and um, I mean it's it's. It's pretty popular. It's a, it's a big thing. You guys probably wouldn't know anything about it because she Murmasalad. But for the for the rest of us who are in these streets, we know about the Castle Tankard. Performing at the Castle Tankard was Winky D. You may have seen a viral video of Winky D being inter- interrupted during his performance by the police. 
Like no one even said you've got five minutes or finish the last song. My man's hopped right on stage and went straight to him and like in the middle of his song. Anyway, after the show was ended by the police, people were leaving the venue, which was the Bardale race course. And there was a stampede and two people died. Two people, that is uh, Thomas and Amelia from Hatcliffe. Um, the National Police Spokesperson Assistant Commissioner Paul Nyati said, the Zimbabwe Republic Police is investigating the sad and unfortunate death of two people at Bardale Racecourse on May the 7th, 2022 at 10.05 due to stampede after the Castle Tankard musical performance by Winky D. The regrettable incident occurred while people were on their way out of the racecourse. The police expressed condolences to the bereaved families and assures the public that inquiries are in progress. ZRP will continue to engage organizers of big social gatherings, especially entertainment activities, to ensure that a limited number of people is allowed access during musical performances. Um, first of all, what do you mean a limited number? Like big, big, con- con- big concerts, big performances will have not limited numbers. So I, I hate that the, the police decided to put the blame on the numbers. Secondly, this is not just a, oh no, this is like two people died, yo. So there better be someone who is responsible and someone who's paying. Thoughts? <laughs> Don't everybody Are speak at once. I mean, <laughs> Go ahead, did Vincent. the police say why they closed the event down? Was it over its time limit? Is it still COVID restrictions? So here's the thing. If there is a curfew, which I don't believe there is, but if there is, it's midnight. They and shut down the event at 10 o'clock, if yeah. not just before 10 o'clock. And if you're imposing a midnight curfew, events have to end at 11 to give an hour for everyone to get home at a reasonable hour. Let's so say, let's way, say, let's say the... Is, go ahead, Vincent. I'm saying either way, the 10 o'clock shutdown time, that's just... One wolf go by themselves that let's go to broader race course. Closed, shut down Winky D. I mean, we don't know. Let maybe the maybe the the organizer of the event said we will be done at ten. So the police were like, "All right, we're waiting for 10, 58, 59, 10 o'clock. Get off the stage." But I would have thought the ZRP would have been like, "Listen, you guys said ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock now. Tell him to wrap up his last song." I'm not saying that this is probably what caused the stampede, but people died, yo. Like. People died. Like people who went to just go have fun and at a concert and have some beer are dead. And I want to know why. And I'm mad at that. But yeah. But you know, Danny, you even said uh, a couple episodes ago that one thing about ZRP, they'll be just waiting to just, to be like, yeah, we got you. Mm. So whatever was happening, like, you, you know, we saw police on the stage. We don't know what was also happening in the crowd. Maybe they were also now trying to chase people i don't know if there's like reports of that and people are just trying to save their lives and at the end of the day we know our government will never hold itself accountable to anything so mm. yeah i think first and foremost Roba, are you in a drum <laughs> how i know where Roba is <laughs> how are you oh, this scandal tell us eden where is no, 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 no. You know what? I think because of our location, it happens a lot. <laughs> no, you know, this happens all the time when I'm on the pod. And it's because I have a glass like wall in front of me. So that's where mm. the penthouse location. Mm-hmm. Are you in Dubai, perhaps? <laughs> we in the red light district. 
<laughs> the red light district. So maybe um, I'll move to my, to my to further into the room so that this is just where my desk is. You know, student rooms are just not mm. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can't relate. I'm a dropout. You know what I mean? Psh, never lived mm. that life. The white man ain't going to teach me nothing. But uh, yeah, sadly, um, back to this this topic. Um, I ended it, I think it was the last episode. Jeez. Um, but it's something that Dan and I have noticed for years, actually. Crowd control in Zimbabwe is terrible. Um, security, bouncers, and the police are not trained in how to handle crowds. Police particularly are very overeager. Security forces are very overeager. You'll find they, they'll leave, and they've said it to us, um, they actually want to unleash the dogs. They want to unleash the pepper spray. They want to execute crowd control measures. So any excuse to do so, it's going to happen. Uh, as we just discussed with Ranga, we've got ailing infrastructure. The race course, I can't remember the last time that place was modified, but even when you go there, it's dated. It's the, where are the walkways? Where's the, there are no lit walkways that I can actually recall. So you're in the dark. You, you have thousands and thousands of people who are, are hurriedly leaving a venue. Of course you're going to have a tragedy. And I even spoke about how we were so close to a tragedy at the Uncle Waffles concert, and some people thought I was over-exaggerating, but this is, that's, that's how fine the line is. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad thing. Like it's, It just takes one small inciting incident, and disaster looms. It's, it's very sad. It's very sad. But yeah, um, thoughts to the, to the people that, that, that lost their lives. Um, I would hope for justice, but I know I'm asking for too much. It's not going to happen, and that's the saddest thing. Is that there's no justice. There really is no justice. Mm. With the yeah, oh. sorry yeah. <laughs> it's okay you can go first <laughs> I was saying would, would, would the organizers be liable in any way given that the two people passed away were they still at the event venue well now you've got to build a case so I can, I can answer that by discussing another story so there's another story here that says that okay to pay damages for shelf collapse in Zim um and the headline is that OK Zimbabwe has been ordered to pay $51,000 in damages to Harare man Tizai Chiswanda after his daughter suffered permanent injuries when a shop shelf collapsed on in 2015. Chiswanda d- demanded compensation, but the retail chain ignored it, resulting in the high court case. Uh, Chiswanda claimed damages for past medical expenses, disposable diapers, past transport costs and pain and suffering, permanent disability and disfigurement, loss of amenities and, uh, of life and future medical transport costs totaling $51,982.93. And then during the trial, it was discovered that the shelf was crushed, crushed the child's legs, was made of steel, and one of its stands was wow. broken and supported by a farm brick. And wow. OK were countering, saying that the child was climbing the shelf, which is why it fell, and she got injured. But let's go back to that sentence. During the trial, it was discovered that the shelf which crushed the child's leg was made of steel and one of its stands was broken and supported by a farm brick. So supermarket, but a steel stand, heavy structure leg is broken. Instead of repairing the leg, you get a farm brick. This case well, took um, six years. Yeah. No, in fact, eight years because it's 2015. So that's seven years. This case was opened in April 2017, so it's pretty much seven years to the day. So that's, that's how fast the wheels of justice turn. So even if you lost someone's life, um, if you want to file a civil suit or criminal suit, 
you're looking at seven years of reliving that ordeal. Mm. Going to court maybe two, three times a quarter, having to plead your case. So at the end of the day, like how much trauma are you having to endure? And even if police are found guilty, will they be found also guilty? Also, like what compensation are you going to get? You know what I mean? Like, if, okay, mm. now this is a party. Okay. Mm. Ah no, the patrons are in hot today. We we need actually need some. Daniel, we need to start doing. Dan, I just thought about it now. We need we need to start selling limited um, access tickets to the patrons. No, Philip, let's not be greedy. You know what I mean? These are our peoples. Let's you know. Let's, you know we sell. We'll peoples. sell. <laughs> we'll sell them to the watch party. All right, you guys want to watch Morbius? It's a yes. great movie. I've heard. <laughs> okay. You know, Dan, actually, we, let's you guys will need to pay us to watch Morbius. <laughs> Since you're going to have to rush out, Dan, we, we need to have this discussion now because I know it's going to take a while. But, okay, if you're listening. No, Philip, wait. Let's, Dan, we, we I'll gonna, wait here until we get there. I'll wait until we get there. We're the one that said you want to rush. We're, we're now 30 I, minutes in. Guys, I have people waiting outside in the car. So, so then, uh, why but, are you. Yes. So let's, no, no. Let's ga, ga, ga. Let's go, Philip. Ga, ga, ga. We'll get to the movies. Because okay. I want to, I want to nyat, so... Okay, let's right. go. Okay, Kevin Simons is dead. Sad. Moving on. Um, a new <laughs> visa aims to bring talented graduates to Britain. So, if you if you just graduated recently, guys, apply. Get out of this country, quickly. Um, DJ Fantan, today, was oh in the God. news. Oh um, he was in H-Metro on the front page, um, apparently, or allegedly accused of assaulting his wife. He vehemently denies this, and he says that someone at H Metro is out to tarnish his name. Mm-hmm. And then a few hours later, his wife was at Central reporting the case. So, uh, yeah. So I am on DJ Fantan's uh, WhatsApp list. Mm, ask him. Ask him. No, I, I muted him a while back because oh, I've since. Move on, move on, move on. Every, every say, dance- don't we just call people on the spot? Oh, no. Every exactly. dancer. He doesn't know me like that. Phone him. Phone him. I'm not going to phone him to ask really about domestic dumb. violence. Phone him. Phone him. This is the problem. You men don't want to call each other out, but if we were oh, calling him for a song, you would have called it. Amen, sister. Amen. Mm. Mm. Guys, let's have a vote. Ah. Should Dan phone Fanta? Raise your hand. Should Dan phone Fanta? Raise your hand. Yes, I'm. I'm gonna tell him. Hi, this is Dan. He's gonna be like, "Who, guys? You can't be calling a man at five to ten. Phone him. Phone him. All right, Phil. You, you've got you've got the rig. I'm gonna send you the number. You call him. I'm not phoning him. Okay, no. I'll call him. <laughs> no wait. Oh. <laughs> Do you have his number? Uh, let me send it to you. <laughs> What do you want to... You can't phone someone and say, Hey, bro, you've been accused of domestic violence. You want to speak? I don't... Actually, you can. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Whose idea was it to bring patrons into this conversation? I don't understand. <laughs> Philip, I've sent you the number. <laughs> Call him. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, while, while Phil is calling... Um, the, I can't find the rig for the, for the phone. Hold on. Ah, you know, we tried, guys. Yeah, you know. No, we have to plug him in to anyway. So what he said, let me tell you what he said in this blast that he sent out to everyone who's on his list. 
He says, H Metro, do your research and get your facts straight before throwing labels on people. False accusations are a serious matter in the Dean. Wise up. H Metro relevance. Mavari bloggers. nowadays. trust H Metro. Family, fans, and friends. Inini ne muriangu tiri safe. So yo. First of all, when did people trust H Metro? Metro, yeah. That is valid. Point. Of course, Zimse lips. <laughs> so anyway, that's that just broke today. I have no further details. I didn't even know that Phil said, as Phil said, his wife went to Central. Did she really? I believe that is indeed what happened. No, oh, I didn't even know that. So. I just saw that story send too. it send it to the company number I will be very surprised if he if he even takes any calls but if he answers who's speaking I'm not speaking okay I'll speak to him I'm, I sent it to the production group. Uh, I don't think we should call him. Why do you want to give a voice to a potential abuser? That's my question. Hello, Ben. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. This is now like my midweek. Like this is the highlight of my midweek. Like I, Dan, I live a lot through two BT. We doing this? You are welcome. I'm getting woke. Guys, no one can accuse us of not trying. Phil is phoning his other number. <laughs> Phil, you think you slick? <laughs> I'm sure he's been getting a lot of those. You know. <laughs> yeah, finished. Okay, I'm moving on to the next story. Uh, Robin Rihanna Fenty has been charmed by Zimbabwe's Zimbabwe's open for business policy and has therefore decided to make Zimbabwe a cornerstone of Fenty Africa and its campaign. Now, we would like to take this opportunity to announce that two Brook Twimbos have officially been ignored and not invited to be any kind of influencers. There was an event today. Oh, we they were was? not invited. There Wait, was. was an event? I, I don't know. I actually don't know if it was in person or if it was virtual. I just know there was an event today. So, yeah. Wow. wow, that that was that was. I, I'm I'm also I'm also aware of at least one potential influencer, but they have an embargo, so I cannot announce it yet. I was hoping it would be open by now. I was asking, can we can we not phone you on the podcast? But apparently not. So yeah, ah, that's unfortunate. But that's yeah. unfortunate. I would love to hear guesses on who you think will be influencers. My guess is Mabrijo. Yes, well, I also don't know who that is. Getting paid in cash or like with products. Like, uh, you can have a couple highlights as you go. Who do you think? Oh, I say, do you think they're getting paid cash or they're just like products? Like, oh, you know, give you some product to... to so, from what I heard, there's two tiers of influencers. There's those who are actually going to be paid to promote posts and actually, you know, post about it. And then there's others who are being given product in an exchange or expected to post. So... 
This this is riveting. This is ex- this is exactly why we have the patrons on here because the guys. Oh, na majeras, majeras, mason, rukuko na eh. Just because. Well, I mean, now that you've told me this news, it already debunks all my theories of what I thought it would be. So. What were your theories? What, what did you think it was? I really, I really thought you know it was gonna be like a mixture of like Danny, maybe Gemma, Miss Chindia, and Ray Vines on this, you know. <laughs> misread just for for like covering all your bases every every influencer radio Nay, what what in what universe would i be an influencer for fenty products because fenty does um she well, she the company also markets for men and you're always on camera ah, you're, always you're focusing on the i'm focusing on inini <laughs> Yes, you're always on camera. Beauty, come on. So you'll be marketing to the people in production to be like, yo, this works for like if you wanna be on TV, etc. Obviously, you've put on makeup for TV, no? Mm. Mm. No, this is natural, baby. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, those are very, those are very sexy underwears, you know, for the honeymoon night. Those ones are from the the subsidiary Penty. No, oh, there's there's doers for men. This has got boxes. Check the savage. Check the check the savage. Uh, Phil, Phil, there's only one set of boxes we wear. Manscaped. Wait, I thought it was just Fenty Beauty that's coming. It's also savage. No, no, just just beauty for now. I think for for, for now it doesn't. So that actually brings us to the next point, which is um people who struggle to think. We're like, so if Fenty is only coming now, what have you guys been wearing? People don't. Know like, have you not heard? It's so weird. Like some, like people know what gray imports are until they don't want to know what gray imports are, and then it's people are stupid. No, Philip. People in Zimbabwe have been wearing lenty, denty, wenty. That's what they've been wearing in Zimbabwe. Please don't act like people have really been buying. I'm actually more curious to know if, like, obviously these uh, outlets had already been selling Fenty. I would assume. And how the prices are not going to be? Are they going to be more expensive or cheaper? Because the Marvins price things however they want, you know. No, but, but if it's an official, there'll be an MSRP. What I am interested to know is: Are they opening standalone stores, or are they partnering with existing distributors? They're partnering with one uh, a village called Cat Cat. Is that how you pronounce it? It's C A T T E. They're also oh. going to be in Edgar's stores and. I can't remember the name of the other one. The, so, so the, Fenty, the Fenty account tweeted that. Yeah, so they'll have fixed prices. Um, yeah, yeah, so what, what I'm interested to know is, like, from what the previous retailers were selling before, is it going to go down or up? I don't think... Scenes, when I'll Rihanna s- tries to withdraw her money and the RBZ says, 4%, actually, <laughs> you can take half. You can't take money out of Zimbabwe. It's about to be lit. I can't wait to see this happen. Okay, I'm moving on. I'm sure Joshua Mkabugo Nkomo Airport has had a sign change. Yeah. Did you guys see it? No. People in Ulaya are very angry. So previously there was the iconic Ndebele shield that was on on the on the airport sign. So um surreptitiously in the middle of the night, Nicodemusly, apparently the sign was changed to a more just like a normal sign. And people oh. are mad. And people are like, why is no one saying anything? There was an official statement that was put up by, uh, I can't remember his name. Oh my gosh, this is bad. And the name, and some organization 
People are very mad. But you guys haven't seen the science, so we can move on. Probably mm-hmm. and you guys, you don't pay attention to things in Blyo. Mm. So I did try by least pan up. That is if they even report on them. So, you know, like this is news. I had no idea Connie Ferguson was that big a deal in Zimbabwe. What? What? Dan, I mean, I thought she Dan. I thought she was, Dan. you know, Dan. she's got fans. It'll be a thing. Dan. But Dan. She had a freaking welcome party Dan. at the airport. Yes. Dan. Mm-hmm. Dan. This is Carabo, man. Dan, you can't be this out of touch. <laughs> Dan, you can't, you, you can't be this out of touch. That's <laughs> now we stick, guys. I didn't Connie Ferguson has three just... generations of Zimbabweans on lock, bruh. Three. Yeah. She's got the generation, generation. <laughs> when it used to be on ZBC, yeah. She's got she's got the the transition before Shona Ferguson generation when she was in many TV shows. And then she's got the river, right? Dude, the river runs this hopping. Dude, have you seen how big the river is? In Zim. In yeah. Zim. Yeah. Do you know how many middle-aged housewives? No, are why? What did you hear? <laughs> Yeah, like I, there is a like my I have aunties who would have paid a decent amount of money to just meet her. I I knew she was a big celebrity. I was just surprised by the the welcome and the way people were checking for her like that, and the way our own air quote celebrities were scrambling for photo opportunities, teaching her dances. I think it was 200 bucks to get a ticket to her welcome dinner at Meekles. Yeah, small, small. small, small. I mean, come on, Dan. Without, without patrons, psst, psst. And, you know, she, she did everything that you'd expect someone visiting Zimbabwe to do. She visited Bon Marche. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, country so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no, funny. I, I said, you want I said to see that how backward you are as a nation? That. Come. Come to our sponsor show. It's not Masters that, it's not that crazy, Philip. They were doing a Mother's Day event. They were like, come shop in our store. Uh, bring your moms. She could meet Connie Ferguson. That was the whole vibe. That's not a bad idea. Come on. <laughs> Look at Dan protecting his corporate interests. <laughs> the corporate okay, 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 okay. Moving on, moving on for you people who are apparently Connie Ferguson friends, fans. Uh, we spoke about Kevin Samuels. Do you want to talk about Ghana and Young Thug? All I know is Chloe needs a hug. Fam, if, if the story... Chloe was never dating Gunnar. She mentioned it on The Breakfast Club. Okay. If the story was, of course she'd say PR. that. She doesn't want to catch a case. Sorry. No, but that was before she was... That was before he got arrested. Oh, that is so shocking. Are you telling me that was made in the publicist room? Oh, my God, Robert. I had no idea. Oh, my God. You have caught me so much by surprise. Oh, I, <laughs> I hate you guys. No, but on, on the real, it's whew, that case is concerning, especially if the stories of little baby being next in that grand indictment are coming are gonna be true. And Jack Harlow. Because, because the the DA made it seem like pretty much anyone in Fulton County, it's open season on you. So I'm concerned, man. At ish. Those are the like, those are the only people I listen to. Like like it's like, Really, like, those are the only people you listen to. Like the Ghana and Young Thug. I, Pop Smoke, they killed oh, him. Well, we still have Fabio, so... We... Ah, Fabio, I'm giving him two... The way Fabio moves, come, 
Guys, you we know still Fabio. got Jack Harlow. If so you know Fabio's story, if you know Fabio's story, you know it's only matter of time. It's only a matter of time. I, I do not. For those of you wondering what's going on, perhaps you're not clued in on the the stories that are affecting the youngsters. Um, this week, Young Thug and Ghana were arrested. Uh, along with several other people and are facing a 56 count indictment. Somebody was singing. Uh, that's the thing, especially, especially when, with the Rico case, someone has to sing because they guarantee you profit time. So someone will be like, who do you, you think is going to crack first? So, so, but it, it's 56, it's 56 counts, right? So it sounds like it's crazy, but there's 28 people that were arrested. So yeah. And 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 the the cra- well, the weird thing about Rico cases, look it up. But essentially, if you if they if they determine that you're in a gang, and based on the initial reporting from the the court filings, is they classified Ghana as a member of the gang of two sets of lyrics. So just by yeah, yeah I was about to, I was about to re- say that that they're actually using lyrics as part of the of the trial. So, so okay, just to let you know what people are charged with. So Young Thug is uh, he is charged with participation in a criminal street gang. Uh, he is charged with apparently arranging for an attempted murder, robbery, assault, carjacking, theft. This is for some of the other people in the gang. Uh, they also claim that Young Thug co-founded YSL as a criminal street gang in 2012. Apparently, this has been a 10-year investigation. I don't know if that's, I don't know how true that is, but you're, um, hip hop police, man. The hip hop police. Psst. Yeah, and apparently, Young Thug ordered the killing of uh, Thomas Donovan Thomas Jr. <sighs> so yeah, and then they were using lyrics from his songs to be like, as you can see, your honor. Like, like remind me of mm. Okay, anyway. Um let's talk about if you who here has not watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. If you have not watched it, day, bye bye. Mute us. Unless you're willing to listen to to, to spoilers. We, we can save you time and money. I tell you what happens. <laughs> Ah, don't do that. I'm kidding. So first of all, before we even get into it, Philip, there's five movies now in the Marvel Phase Five. Marvel Phase Five. Marvel Top. Marvel Top. The first one was Black Widow, then Shang Chi, then Eternals, then Spider Man No Way Home, and then now Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Rank them for me, one to five. Uh, well, that's easy. Eternals, the assest of asses. That is it. <laughs> Eternals is number six. I thought you were gonna say number one. Who would have thought something would get worse than Black Widow? Who would have? Not me. Damn. And that's I didn't think Black Widow was that bad. I fell asleep three times trying to watch Black Widow. Three times, Dan. Oh, I didn't think oh. Black Widow was that bad, Man, guys. She broke her okay, own Black nose Widow. on a desk so that she. Would. It's still. It's still number four in the five. But I didn't nah, think it was that five. bad for it's me. Five. Guys, guys. It's a time five for five. Eternals. Oh, Eternals was no, no. bad. Are you guys forgetting how bad Eternals was? Eternals was bad. Eternals was so bad. Eternals. They were like, because we, we had a 2BT event. I think like five times, like a scene would just be so cringe. 
Dan and I would just stop and look at each other and be like, ah. oh, but Phil, okay. So <laughs> I was glad Angelina was on Fraud Watch finally because she's been on my Fraud Watch for a while. <laughs> Listen to the haters. Listen, okay, Phil, Phil, my girl and I were discussing this. There's people out there who genuinely believe Eternals is a great movie. And I'm looking at them sideways. I'm one of them. But who? I am remembering that. It, if you remember, Phil, we had a delayed beginning. We were, we were drinking Jameson whiskey, <laughs> which, which should have made it even more entertaining. So I'm thinking that maybe I went in. I mean, I don't want to say I was drunk, but I mean, you know, I'd had yeah, a few when Jamesons. When you're drunk, everything is better. What are you saying? Maybe I need to watch it again. With I sober mind. Nah, there's no need. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Guys, guys, Eternals isn't that bad. Like, can we keep, like, Eternals isn't that bad. I know Eternals is bad. Okay, Vincent, oh of goodness. those five, what number does Eternals rank? It's four. Okay, and number five? Yeah. Black Widow. <laughs> look at, look at this. Black Widow wasn't that bad, guys. Trash, bro. That's a, that's, the misogyny. That like a, the misogyny jumped out. Oh, because oh oh it's got black misogyny. in it and it's about a woman, huh? It's basically mm-hmm. about a black woman. Yeah. I see. Okay. <laughs> plus, plus the anti-Russian propaganda, man. Look at this. Yeah, look at this sheep. Yeah. Look at this sheep. Too, too Americanized. Okay. I'm not so, one, two, three. Where are we going? I think we all agree on four and five. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, there's uh, one of the uh, the Number three, three Spider Man, Shang Chi, Spider Man, and Doctor Strange. So Shang-Chi number one, three. Mm-hmm. Number two is Shang Chi, and number three is Doctor Strange. What? No, no. What? <laughs> you think Shang Chi has a better movie than Doctor Strange? Wow. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to wait. I'm not uh-huh. trying to hate on Doctor Strange. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Doctor Strange was good, but so was Chang Shang-Chi, in my opinion. Because okay, uh-huh. is this the part where we start telling our opinions on the movie? No, no, no. We're still please, please do go ahead. Okay, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so besides okay, one thing I'll credit Doctor Strange as a great movie is the the character arc of, of Doctor Strange, which is great. You know, but <clears throat> the, the fact that the day was saved because she believed in herself is what like for me <laughs> it was so fast and furious what are we, do you even listen to mental wellness mondays Ropa? <laughs> you know takubatai <laughs> what what did you think of the movie philip doctor strange overall give me a second here well well phil's doing whatever he's doing um, couple of notes. I kept hearing that this is Marvel, the MCU's first horror movie. I was like, "All right, cool, whatever." I mean, it was it wasn't scary, but there were a couple of points where you're just like, "Oh, okay, yeah. all right." Yeah. Man, yeah. Sam yeah. Raimi, uh, okay. Scene, when I thought the Illuminati was evil, but no, actually. <laughs> uh, then they decided to go the boys. Anyway, what was the what was the what was the oh, rating no, on that the, movie? It's, it was the way Black Widow got killed. Yeah, it was more Invincible. Yes, it was more Invincible. Exactly, like the first episode of Invincible. Yeah, like that, that was, that's why it reminded me of. <laughs> no, it was. So, the the thing that surprised me is that the movie was still PG thirteen. Because I was watching. Exactly, that's a sketch. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen this. I know Disney were using the cloud there, bro. They they were bright. Do you remember when Sinister Strange fell out and landed like on the on the pole? Then his eye opened, bro. How is that PG thirteen, bro? Guys, 
Peggy Carter. Like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> there's so two cute. Peggy Carters right <laughs> now. There's, there's two rude. Peggy Carters in eight three eight. That's what's up. I like it's eight three eight. There's right? Peggy and there's Carter. That's what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> Thunderbolt, is that his name? It's like, if you open the door, it's like, what mouth? I was like, yeah, that was wild. I love that part. I was like, yo. Oh, that scene was rough. That scene was so rough. And Professor X straight up just twisted his neck. Bruh. No, we knew that. I'm actually so mad at the internet because nothing surprised me. The thing is, and I told you, Dan, I'm actually happy. Like, ever since I told you I'm avoiding trailers, I caught a glimpse of, a, of the trailer where I saw Professor X, I was like, damn it, I know he's coming. But I didn't know enough to, to like, think. So, like, even when I was watching them go through, like, um, when America takes them through the the, the the portals, and I see the living triad, I was like, oh, snap, is the triad in this? Yeah. So, now, so when, the when they were going to meet the Illuminati, I was like, wait, is this the, is this the version of the, the living triad in the movies? I was a little disappointed. Tribunal. Sorry, Tribunal. I was a little disappointed by that. But otherwise, like, I would say... To me, so far, this is my favorite uh, phase four. It might even, I need to watch it again. But it's better like, than Spider Man. Better than Spider Man. Yeah, I think it was I think, better than Spider Man. I think, I think the, nah, the character yeah. development, the character yeah. development in this, because Spider Man Spider-Man took too many shortcuts and there, there were too many dis, uh, ex machinas for me. So with Spider Man, for example, and even in this movie, it's almost like a standalone because the Doctor Strange, the so Doctor Strange. You, can, from you can't talk about Deus Ex Machina. And not reference Doctor Strange. Hold on. Like Ropa man. said. Hold on. They no. couldn't beat her. No, so no, she was no. just like. No. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me finish. So what they did a good job in in this movie was the character development and leaving the, 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 the crumbs yeah. to show you that, yo, th- there's, th- there's a reference point that's going to show the character development later. In Spider-Man, the Doctor Strange from that movie doesn't exist in this movie. A, because he forgot or forgot because of the spell, but also because his motivations in that movie we still don't understand why was he so eager to change the the the, the literal fabric of the universe only to discover Rehabilitate. that peter parker didn't even yeah. go to the university to ask yo guys yeah, please please let me in so that was yeah, always but that's, because that's that's part of dr strange's story right dr strange has always wanted to fix pe- uh, things for people he's always wanted to no but he wasn't that reckless. holding the knife no but he, he, no he wasn't that reckless. even <laughs> even in avengers infinity wars he he, he was he, he had the, the 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 balance and understanding that yo sacrifices need to be made for the greater good the greater good being the soul the purpose and the the future of the universe so i'm going to sacrifice my life because I've seen into the future. I know I'm going to get dusted. I'm going to give up the time stone. I'm going to let Tony Stark do what Tony Stark is going to do to save us five years from now. Right? So that, man, that shows a man who is willing to make the difficult decision and forego immediate pleasure for long-term benefits. And that's the same man. But, but he's also being shown to be reckless. Though. Yeah, who immediately cast a spell. But Peter Parker, come on, man, that didn't make no sense. Well, yeah, it's the same. Are you forgetting, Phil? Universe? That his whole, the whole of that first movie of the Doctor Strange movie was him being reckless, constantly reckless, reckless. Just do it, just do it, just do it, just do it. So until he realized that until he realized at the end, because the the whole point of the end of that movie when he's when he's bargaining with Dormammu is he's shown that oh, I don't have to be brash and upfront. I'll be patient. He's st- and I'll run he's this. Still, I'll run this but, until but, I've yeah. tired him out. Even in yeah, this Doctor Phil. Strange movie, but, he's but still Phil. reckless, and it still shows that. Yeah, in fact, that was that was the whole point of the story that Doctor Strange exactly. has never changed. That's no matter which universe they are, they're just reckless. 
But there was something else I wanted to mention. I loved this Doctor Strange movie. But no, 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 one no. thing I my couldn't get over and something that Spider-Man. I'm saying Spider-Man is Mida. ass. Yes, yes, but but it's showing it's it's showing <laughs> Doctor Strange as a character. But the main in my opinion the main character in this movie was Wanda, not Doctor Strange. Yes, that's that's another yeah. point. Yep. And yeah, and fun. Wanda's Wanda's motivations are questionable at best. Because yeah. if you watched that, WandaVision which, guys, and all previous which. movies, she's she's clearly shown that she she may do the wrong thing and she messes up and whatever, but deep down she's a good person. That's what they were kind of trying to show. So I thought I knew she was going to be the villain, and I thought she'll be a villain who's kind of misguided. In this whole thing, she's just like, I want to meet my kids, and she's asked a legitimate question. Okay, when you find your kids, then what? Kill. I'm like, okay, I'm finding it a little bit difficult to buy these motivations that she has. Yeah, but that's I get it. But damn, she had the dark hole because throughout the character, yeah. she did not have because the dark hole, and then at the end, the dark hole took a hold of her, which is why in the post-credit scene of WandaVision. She's meditating and she has the vision of the kids in the parallel universe. And then she's like, yes. oh no, I need to stop at nothing to save these children. Because the last, the last thing that we, we get is her, her children are crying out for help. So she's like, yo, yeah. whatever it takes to get to my babies, I'm getting to my babies. I, I, get, I get the surface explanation, but I find it difficult to believe that without, without flinching, she brutally murders the Illuminati the people at Kamataj. So if that, she was, that, if she was no, maybe well, like actually, crying as she did it, like I hate to have then, to do this, to, but I got to her and whatever. Him, did you see uh, what Doctor Strange did in What If? Did you see what no, he was capable of? With that? Yeah, but that's because of the exactly. dark hole. So it's the dark hole, right? It's not. It's not like that's why they kept trying to show us with the scene with Xavier that she's in there somewhere, and it's not her taking over the mind. No, 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 yeah. but no. But that was eight three eight version of Wanda, not the six one six version of Wanda. Oh my god, this is super nerdy. Yeah, she buried the 838 one in that little, yeah. the one who was in the dark space. Mm. That was mm. the 838 one. 616 yeah. was the one who had, who had the dark hold, and she's the evil one. Mm. But to support Dan a bit, is that my problem with this, with Wanda, Wanda, Wanda in this movie, was yes, we know she had the dark hold and she was going to be evil, but that doesn't still negate the. You know the arc she had in Wonder Vision, like that's mm. almost negated. We don't see how she moved to this mm. um, awesome evil that she is now so, in this movie. I, so I, I get it. The surface explanation is the dark yeah. hold. I get exactly. it. But we want to uh-huh. see that progression because it can't just be finally you've saved it. You're good. Read the dark hold. You're evil. Like come on, let's see. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because I found it hard to buy what she's doing. Yeah, I, I think also because keep in mind there were two reshoots for this movie. And then some people quit halfway through. So there's a lot of things. There are a lot of things that are happening there. And also we need to remember like guys, the comics have massive plot holes. The movies just have smaller plot holes. And, but I think WandaVision granted, I admit those are plot holes. I just don't think I don't, for me, it didn't take away from like seeing, yeah, seeing how evil. Yeah. But what I, what I think One Division also did is it showed guy like just by chance how powerful Wanda is. And then at the mm-hmm. end of that show, we're now seeing her channeling and discovering. Oh, I I I'm the Scarlet Witch. I have chaos magic on my side. I'm now using the Dark Hold to refine those skills. And it shows just how powerful she became. And with absolute power, it's going to corrupt. So. 
you can justify it in the beginning because even with the hex, the hex was stage one. Like, yo, I don't want to deal with this yeah. trauma. I have infinite power. So I can literally create a reality and twist people's minds and creating this reality for me. Oh, no. <sighs> I've recovered from that episode of depression. I've, but I've, I've known happiness for a brief moment from that reality that I created. And then she now has that vision of the kids in another universe crying out for her. So obviously that's going to send a spiraling again. Which is why... Oh, how, does she, how does she find America? I think she's, she's got Through the, the dark yeah. she's got the demon. She's, she's the Scarlet Witch, yo. What no, do you mean? So, how does she... So Mordo, what can she do? Mordo, Mordo, no, no, no. Mordo and then how does she her. find that there's a person that exists oh. that's able to take So her if you remember the scene, the, the scene when they get to 838, when they go to the Sorcerer Supreme's... Um, why is my brain off? Dan, what, what, where does the Sorcerer Supreme stay? Kamataj. The Kamataj. Um, and then their oh, 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 not Kamataj. You mean the the mm. Sanctum? The, the, yeah, the, the, the Sanctum Sanctorum. The Sanctum Sanctorum. And then Mordo's explaining that the Darkhold explains that there is there is a possibility of traveling in between realms, and you can do it via the, the dreamwalking. Also, there is someone who does this, and it's a one of one. And then yeah, also and America. So that was it. Ki- it was kind of explained, but not really. Mm-hmm. I only picked it up when I was watching, like uh, you know, explainer videos afterwards. There's like mm-hmm. the page that burnt up in front of Strange from the Darkhold. Yeah, um, but but that wouldn't explain because at, at that point, not no one except a few versions of Doctor Strange had seen the the Book of Enchantment. America. Oh, okay, yeah, Book of Enchantment. But I think after this conversation, though, of all the, of the top three. I think Doctor Strange is the only one that has rewatched Value. I want to like, watch Spider Man again. No, I want to watch. I should watch Spider Man. Shang Chi was. I don't dope. think Shang Chi was also dope. Dopest fight scenes. Like Shang Chi had dope yeah. fight scenes. You know, oh, funny, oh, fun, fun fact. I think I spoke about this, but I I couldn't stop laughing when I read about this. So after doing all that that bending over for China, Shang Chi was never allowed to be shown in China, and I found that incredibly <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh, no. What were the reasons? Oh, why? They, they, um, because the, the main actor said, said, said some anti-Chinese stuff oh, once in wow. an interview five oh. years ago, and China's so petty they were like, "Ha ha ha!" China has canceled culture like that. Uh, I, I, China don't play. China don't China. play, bruh. Are you guys forgetting Ozu? <laughs> guys, are, are you are you, are you are you forgetting uh, John Cena? <laughs> John Cena had to apologize in Mandarin. <laughs> Niggles on camera. They make NBA apologize. I mean, in all honesty, I haven't rewatched Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man just came out on digital, though, unless you were pirating, Robert. It just came out. Really? Now. Then I wouldn't have known that. That's why. But, like, no, I mean, I, I didn't even look. Shang-Chi Shang- Shang- dropped last month, so it's it's been recent. So mm-hmm. I'm actually, I've actually got Shang-Chi on my server. I'm 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 waiting to watch that Spider Man. I'm gonna wait a while, but I think the the one I actually want to watch again is Doctor Strange. So that's how I know yeah, it's the best. For me, because, I, would rather, I would actually go and watch it again in cinema this week. <laughs> yeah, because Doc Doc Doctor Strange was a real. And I was talking about the the crumbs. So like when I watched it, and then I, I was also like watching a couple of recaps and reviews, and I was remembering, oh snap! Because even some reviewers were like, wait, this doesn't make sense. How come he did this and this? And then I'd remember in the movie, oh, no, they actually explained that and they dropped the hint. So, like, in the beginning, for example, opening scene is Guardian Strange. Guardian Strange is willing to sacrifice America. Defender Strange. Sorry, Defender Strange 
is willing to, to sacrifice America for the greater good because she's a one of one and it's like, yo, you can't control your power and we can't risk her getting it, so you got to go, right? And then we see him having to deal with, as you mentioned, um, him losing the love of his life because he wanted to hold the knife and then immediately after that having to come to, to the reckoning of him not longer being the, the sorcerer supreme because Wong pitches up, but even though he's a better sorcerer than Wong because he kills the monster, not Wong, and that's why he refuses to bow to Wong, even when they go back to the Sanctorum, and then also seeing what Wanda dealt with. And, and then that, that vast contrast when she has the orchard, this is the reality she wants, and this is the reality she actually lives in. And then Strange realizing, wait, I'm unhappy throughout all this, right? And coming to terms with, yo, in every version that I see myself, I'm unhappy. So I, if I don't change something, I might not get Christine, but at least I'll be happy. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the movie, all the decisions he made are clearly laid out. They, they left all the clues. And I was like, that's you know what? actually excellent storytelling. What I loved as well, and it seems like it was a little bit throwaway, but I really appreciated like the like all the, the horror tropes, like the, the, the stalking. Classes. All the stalking it. scene or the, the, the portrait with the eyes moving or when Wanda looks directly at camera for a second. Yo, or, that like, was my I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, scene, that scene when she breaks the mirror dimension. Yeah. <laughs> that was... No, <laughs> exactly, when she freaking crawls out of the, the gong. All those things, <laughs> I was like, you know, I feel like they don't fit into the MCU, yeah. but I love them. They're dope. Um... Check Ben. Oh, okay. Look, look at Ben. Ben is clearing some spreadsheets, bro. He, he don't give a damn. What we <laughs> ben, is, ben is checking his NFTs right now. Like, damn, down four hundred percent again. <laughs> I need to sell this damn board ape. So, all right, I want to play a brand the, new song for you guys. Fancy. Sorry, what are you saying, so, Vince? The, the the music. Fancy. I was just saying, like, this is where I get my cool stuff fixed. Like, I, I don't know what's going on in the world, so I just come tune in, and then, then I know about Wonder World, whatever universe. <laughs> wow, Wonder World! Wow. <laughs> so, Vincent, you were saying something. I've got mixed emotions about that fight scene. Um, wait, wait, wait. Mira, Mira Tinsu, Vincent, you were saying. No, he was asking about the fight scene. Uh, the music fight scene. Oh, the fight the scene, music yeah. Fight scene. Wait, I've got mixed emotions about that. I need to at watch it first, again. At first, wait, I thought it was a little it's off, perfect. but it was fun. Sinister Strange and Doctor Strange. I think it was fun. I think it was really creative and super unique. It was dope, like, man, because how I many fight scenes are we going to see, guys? You know what I mean? No, but since when... The thing is, like, I didn't feel it was rooted in anything because I can't remember. When has Strange ever used a spell where he takes text from a page? And uses it as a weapon. Where's the reference so, point? Technically, all these spells are basically bending reality. So I guess it's just visual, making a visualization of what they're doing. It's not the actual music. Yeah. It's just visualization of their fight. Oh, 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 yeah. I was going to say, how else would a fight between two Doctor Strangers go down? Like, they just like doing this to each other for like five minutes? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Hadouken! Hadouken! <laughs> I think I was the same, same Raimi, yeah, putting his creativity in the thread, matching the score to it. the fight. I, that's the part I loved. Like, he matched the score to the fight. Mm. Like, as the notes were being played and they were fighting with the notes, it was the score of the movie. I was like, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. That was really and good. also, remember, it's a, it's a different universe. 
So yeah. So once uh, Sinister Strange started fighting one way, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like, oh, this is what they do here. <laughs> no, but but also keep in mind, Sinister. The thing that, and that's another good, um, a good opening part is, um, not an opening part, but a, a storytelling uh, device is Sinister Strange is more powerful than 616 Strange. Mm. But 616 yep. Strange is able to outsmart him. And that then informs him later on when, when he realizes, wait a minute, I need to use the dark force here to do something good. Which is why his decision to use the zombie makes sense. Which is why also the decision to use all, all the demons that were trying to take him to hell as the cloak to help him get onto the mountain made sense. Yeah, uh, such a good movie. I need to watch it. It's really good. I'm gonna watch it. What was killing me though in the scene on the mountain after the zombie strange has been beat down and he's just on the floor, all these see the the scene between the wonders plus America, and you see like Doctor Strange like just like watching from the corner of the screen with half his face missing. You guys stayed off, obviously for the post credit scene. Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. only bad part yeah, about yeah. the movie. The only bad what, part about it? the movie. Why was it bad? No. Which one? You mean the Shelley's one? The mid credits yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Mid credits. It should have stopped. But it should have stopped when um Strange got the third eye. That's when it should have stopped. We didn't need to see clear. We didn't need to see clear. No, no. no. What, what, what are you talking about? This is this, this is Disney. We, we need to we need to forward yeah, sell, yeah, sell the next one. one. Forward <laughs> sell. What are you talking about? We need to see. Yeah, we need to see what's coming. Are you forgetting? Are you forgetting the post credit scene in Captain America was literally just an ad for Avengers? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know it was an ad, but huh? I'm like the Spider-Man post-credit scene was an ad for Doctor Strange. Come on, man! Come on. Which I was super mad about because I also hate watching trailers. Yeah, yeah. I love watching trailers. Okay, oh, guys, no, we're moving on. We're moving on. No, that was helpful because yeah. it made Wait. me watch One Division. I had ignored Wonder Vision, but because never never ignore. scored a fourth goal. What the hell? I looked at. I could have bought him. These guys are adamant of clearing all doubts with gold difference. Ah, Vincent Tanyura Jamar. Ah. I played for us, yeah. Tanyura. Ah, Tanyura. How is Kevin De Bruyne scoring four goals? Quadruple end. Quadruple end. At least no we, we can. We, if we get the treble, I won't be mad. I won't be mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm, but the I'm, thing is, I want league more than Champions League. You guys, Munchanyura. I want Munchanyura. Munchimira treble. Saturday, I've got a brand new song I need to play for you guys. This is a piece of ebony. Sam. Before yeah. we move on, I'm so sorry, but I just, you know, my favorite, like, I'm such a Benedict Cumber, Cumberbatch fan. Say so what? I Benedict, no, Benedict Cumber fan. Benedict Cumberbund. Say that for again. Say that for again. Say that for again. Say one more time. Benedict Cumberbatch. Look, look, look. That's my king, okay? That's my king. So everything he does is great. Like, even within the first minute of the movie when he just does the hand thing with the spells and whatnot. Yeah, the movie was done for me. Like, it was great already. So, yeah. I want to put that out there. That, that's how I'll yeah. feel in the first this. movie that make the Stallion stars. So I understand. It's fine. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Dad. Mm, speaking it's of Dad, did, did you see the timeline in a few, Rory? About how Partisan was carrying Megan and throwing around like a rag doll. She was loving it, so hey. Mm. Is is that why you started doing press ups? Is, is is that why? Yep, <laughs> that's my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm moving on to music. A piece of ebony is okay. 
Wait. Many of you are young in here. Wait. Um so two thirds of pieces of ebony? Yeah, well they've they've come back as a piece of ebony. Mm. Well they're oh, missing they're missing oh. a big piece. But yes, okay. Yeah. So uh legendary hip hop group from back in the day. Um they have returned. Oh. And they have put together their first single. It's called Temptation and it's featuring Sulumani Chimbetu. Oh. It's hip hop and Sungura together. A piece of ebony were legendary guys. For those of you who don't know, it's, like th- it's probably like thirty years since the album, hey? Yeah, first album. Damn. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Metaphysics. It was Chiwoniso and oh my gosh, what's the third guy's name? I'm, I'm going to see, I'm going to Google it real quick so that um, I don't get the process. Far something something. I, love I can't leaving, say that word. I love leaving Dan just to cook. Yes, thank you. I remember you. that pretty cool video like back in the 90s and I think it was Nambusha or somewhere. Like, yeah. Chornisa and them. It was a really cool song for the 90s. I just dated myself, but that's that explains what, why, why I don't know a lot of the things you're all talking about. Mm, no, it's cool. We understand, man. We, we, we get you. We get you. All right, here's the song, Temptation, brand new. A piece of ebony featuring Sulemani Chimbetu, The Return. Tony G. The, you know, Pieces of Ebony was Tony Metaphysics and Chiwoniso, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yes. Okay. I just didn't hear his verse. So I was like, okay. Well, so I just go. played the, the first verse. So, I think they should... Who, who, who would be a good replacement for Chiwoniso? Well, granted, you can't replace her, but you know, just, just have a, a woman in the group. Maybe Chengeto? Just get a, no, no, no. Get a this girl, guys. There's this girl who sang uh, "This Is My Song." She's kind of recent. Uh, what's her name? Uh, um, she actually has a tune. What is her song? What's her name? I have it on my YouTube. Let me look it up. Um, you see how hard it is. You see how it is to remember facts on the fly. Uh-huh. Now you guys understand. Then <laughs> you'll be in the comments. Hey, if no, you were actually were wrong about this, this is yeah. Now you guys get a little taste of it. Let me look her up. She's really good though. She's like a video a about her mom who passes, and it's like, in, it's like in black and white. She goes, like, she's walking her down the street, and she gets on a combi, and then she doesn't come home. 
You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Are you talking about Cynthia Mari? No, 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 not Cynthia Mari. She's recent. She's like, I first heard her music like a year or two ago. Yeah. She, um, I have no right. idea. Well, 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 Ben f- figures out who she is. Yeah, let me look her up. Yeah. Um, okay, that's that's a, that's an interesting comeback. So interesting, sir. I need to I need to give it a proper listen. Mm. Uh but uh, interesting, interesting. In fact, I, I, I need to I need to holler metaphysics. Actually, he, he's he's in Zim a lot these days. You need to catch up with him, Dan. He's 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 one of the original friends of the podcast. Indeed. Oh, oh yes. Felinandi. She could be interesting, actually. I quite like Felinandi. She would actually make a great, you know, piece to that. Phil, you should set it up. <laughs> then you give me ten percent when it works out. <laughs> um, someone else has just put out some a project who I've been kind of checking out. His name is Jazz Prosper, uh, and he just put out his EP, uh, and it's called. Let me get the name of it for you. It's called "From Africa with Love" or "Fall," uh, a nine-track project and uh it's got a bunch of songs in here i'm gonna play i'm gonna pick one at random i'm gonna pick uh this song called ndamuana featuring simba tags because we like simba tags here yeah check it out So far, I like Jazz Prosper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a good listen to this, uh, to this EP. He's giving throwback vibes. Throwback. You know what? I like it. I, I like giving dance stress. Let me give dance some stress. So I don't know if you guys saw it earlier today, but A. Reese tweeted that he's the, the the best rapper in Africa. Best rapper in Africa. Which, um, you know, I, I like it. I like, I like, I like the the brash. But Lucas Raps went to the studio and was like, I got time today. Are you sure about that? So this is Lucas Raps' response. was out now it's just hot now cuz i ain't dropped yet nigga told her told us go get it gorilla i'm the only little nigga dropping niggas with my lyrics ain't nobody do it really through the way i deliver my 
pink and hit your liver, make you shiver, turn the sweetness into bitter. Check my pockets, that's how you know that I can't let doing tricks on a beat like I'm doing kickflips. I could really go fuck it up, make your favorite rapper kick the bucket, bro. Hop on the beat and I had to double up, the time is up. I know I'm blessed like I suffer from sinuses. I got a lot on my back and it's all on me. They try to fuck around and take I love, I love it when these kids restore the, the feeling. Let me get small with it. I'm a real ass rapping African, about to spaz again. The train is So everyone is just stunned. You mean like, not, not a Zim rapper battle? Not a Zim rapper battle? <laughs> I, mean, I, I wouldn't Phil say doesn't, that. Phil doesn't recognize Zimbabwean rap beef. But when it happens in South Africa, he gets the feeling. It's just, mm. It's, mm. It's just another, another sad story of a Zimbabwean who refuses to accept where he's from. <laughs> Speak on the king, man. I'm lost. Okay, boys and girls, me, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave you in the hands of Phil. Mm-hmm. Literally have people waiting, James. <laughs> so is that is that track officially out though? I feel so bad. We, I told Dan, Dan let's, boys and girls. And Dan was like, no, I have to. No, fine. Anyway, yeah, say no, you I want to be part of the show, obviously. I don't want to not be in the show, but mm-hmm. okay, I leave you guys. Thanks. Phil, I'll leave it in your hands to wrap it up. Thank you so much, patrons. I love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting us and being here. We could do more of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, shout out, Thank shout out to the patrons, shout out to the patrons. In fact, um, I was going through the, the inbox and I even came across uh, there's, a, there's a patron called Emmanuel Nyabayo who had stopped and then restarted his patron. So we're just catching up and it's like, yeah, sorry, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I had to get my priorities and it's like, but you know, the moment that chance to pay, it was, it was literally food shelter to Broke Trimble's patronage. And that's what we expect from our patrons. Okay, guys. That level of commitment and dedication to ensuring that we are paid. Because without your subscriptions, how can we feed you if we are not fed ourselves? So, shout out, shout out, shout out to you, Emmanuel. We appreciate it. But what other shout outs do we have? Guys, let's see. You know what? There's a lot of... Nah. Do we do discuss the, the highest auction painting in history? No. Do we want to discuss that? No. In fact, Ropa, I understand you were very hurt about Kevin Samuel's passing. Any thoughts? Why did you do this to me? <laughs> um, to be fair, to be very honest and to be very frank, I had no idea who this guy was. Okay. That, that, that's good. Consider yourself lucky then. That's great. And then when I read through the comments, I was like, oh, no, no wonder. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <then. laughs> you guys are hilarious. Anyway, I think, I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Are there any parting words from our patrons? And keep in mind, the only thing you can say is encourage people to become patrons. Oh, wow. wow. For, I didn't even know half of these people in the in the in the Zoom call or in the Patreon group. Mm, see man, moving in mm. silence. Moving in silence. That's another thing. We've got a lot of lurkers in the Patreon group that I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna force them out. I'm gonna force them out. A lot a lot of people listening in silence. So just dropping the little tee hee hees. I think you should in the Patreon group you must do a little like everyone must just Say something at least once. You know, guys. If you haven't said something, oh, last the, six gear months, ex, like, the, hey. the gear expelled. 
Do a little roll call no, every we, morning. We're going to do it like what we were the dread conference. Just like, tell us your name and something about yourself. Just one fact. Let's go. Or next time, just like call them on the pod. Like, yeah, you should totally do it. Why are you do, 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 do a random, like, you call a random patron, like, on the next podcast. <laughs> just be like, yo, we're just checking in. You ain't saying nothing. We're just trying to find out how you do it. <laughs> You don't want to know how your money's doing, bro. Actually, we're going to do that. All right, guys. Uh, Bless up, bless up. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to all our patrons. Don't forget to follow Two Brook Trumbos at all the social media platforms. Phil Chart, Danny, that guy. Don't follow our patrons. Keep the follow numbers low so their self-esteem remains low and they keep giving us monies so that we can entertain them. Because, come on, man. Come on, guys. You know, got to maintain balance here. But yeah, on that note, uh, do you guys have any parting words? I'm going to play out with a song from Vinio 6. He just dropped his album. And this is The Drum. Now's the chance to say your parting words, guys, before I cut you off. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, no, just uh, we'll be here next week. We'll thank be you here. for having us. This uh, was nice. Yeah, it was fine. We'll be here next week. Yeah. And you're calling a patron next week. <laughs> exactly. Call Patreon. I'm gonna go. <laughs> 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 I, I wanted to do that. Okay, we can all do it on three. Let's go on three. One, what? two, three. Uh, we out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Pum, pum.